Good afternoon, y'all. It's great to see y'all on this absolutely gorgeous day today. <clears throat> Guys, we're still Mark chapter 1. We're still at the very beginning of Mark's chapter. And if you remember from yesterday, um, one of the things that I explained was Mark presents Jesus as a man of action and a man of exorcism. He's kicking Satan out of people's temples, of their body, and he's bringing in the kingdom of God, right? So that's, that's definitely the image of Jesus, and it continues. So this one today begins, he left the synagogue. Well, that was yesterday. He was in the synagogue and drove out that demon. And that demon professed him to be, we know who you are, right? Son of the Most High. So they professed who he was, and he silenced them. Boom. So we see the same thing happen today. From that point, from the synagogue, they go over to Simon Peter's house, right? Now, Simon Peter, I, don't, I didn't realize this until I was in the seminary. I didn't know Simon Peter was married. But they are at Simon Peter's house, and his mother-in-law lives with them. Now, we don't know what happened to Simon Peter's wife. We, historically, we have no idea um, if she was alive or if she wasn't. Scripture gives the insinuation that maybe she died at a young age because if they were at Simon Peter's house, it would have been her job to wait on the guest, not the mother-in-law's job, right? And so um, the fact that the mother-in-law is healed and gets up and starts waiting on them and there's no mention of Peter's wife gives an insinuation that she wasn't there any longer. So he was taking care of his wife's mom. Okay, so that's a little side note, theological Biblical theology 101. All right, so this is where the great little miracle happens. Jesus goes to her. He grabs her by the hand, lifts her up, and the fever's gone, and she begins to wait on them. And then it's at sunset. Like, Jesus had a long day. Like, driving out demons is a pretty exhausting thing. And then he goes and he heals her, and then now it's time to eat. You would think Jesus would go, okay, busy day. Like, that was a crazy exorcism I just did. And so let's have supper. No, that's not what happened. At sunset, people started showing up. It says the entire town showed up. Like, Jesus was in action here. Again, this is the beginning of his ministry. He's healing people, and he says he continues driving out demons. Again, Mark is Jesus the exorcist, claiming the kingdom for the Father. And so he's driving demons out, and, he, and it says he silences them, not permitting them to speak. He doesn't want his identity revealed too quick. Because then he'll be put to death too fast and the mission ends too soon, right? What I want to focus on, though, is what Jesus does after an exhausting day, right? I mean, he's just wiped out. Everybody goes to bed, and then at some point of the night, Jesus leaves and he goes to pray. I think that as we look at the life of Jesus, the Catechism says every word and every action of Jesus is worthy of our meditation. I wonder sometimes, like this is Jesus, he's exhausted, but he still gets up and he still go and pray. He's giving us an example that sometimes the best prayer that we have is when we're most emotionally and physically drained. Be At least for me it is. Why? Because then I'm not telling God what to do and what to fix. I'm just sitting there like, Lord... I'm here. I'm just exhausted, and I'm just going to sit here. And if I fall asleep, well, that's okay, because every dad likes to watch their kids sleep, right? So um, I, I stole that from Therese. St. Therese used to always say that. So I just think it's really cool that Jesus gives us an example by his actions today. Whenever we are busiest in life, that's usually when we're most open to God's grace, 
for him to refresh us. He says, I'm the living waters. Come to me. Drink. You're, you're thirsty? Come drink. Right? And I sometimes wonder if Jesus learned this from St. Joseph. I just wonder if there were times where Joseph was just drained after a long day of hard work, 12, 14 hours of physical manual labor. And I wonder if at the end of the day, Joseph just went and just took time aside to go pray. And there was little Jesus watching his dad. Taking that as an example, right? As kids do. And so today, maybe that's our invitation. Maybe our invitation, all of us are busy. All of us have a million things going on at one time. And so maybe that's the invitation to say, you know what? Now is actually when I need to go sit in that adoration chapel the most. And maybe I just look at him. How many times did Joseph, after a long day, sit in that house of Nazareth and just look at Jesus? And that was enough. He didn't have to say anything to him. He just adored his son. Maybe that's our invitation today. Like Joseph, after a busy, long day, ended in the chapel somehow, and just look at Jesus. And if you can't get into the chapel, go to nsucatholics.org, and you can look at Jesus' live stream in our chapel right there on your computer screen. <laughs> Either way, um, it's time set aside to be refreshed by God's grace. Amen?